Yes, my friends, and welcome to the John Mahon Show. Powered as always by Forever Loud. Powered as always by you, John. Oh, thank you. And those guns. <laughs> and I've got front row seats to the gun show. Hell yeah. The John, John, John Show. <laughs> Let freedom the rain like a shotgun blast. Yeah. In the words of Rob, Robbie Flynn. Who I'll be seeing in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, yeah, you meeting up with him. At Blue Ridge Festival. Hopefully. I mean, I'd love, coffee. I'd love to cross paths <laughs> with Rob Flynn. All right, Rob. What maybe maybe make sure that we're definitely like on a pavement because he has a habit of getting hit by cars. Yeah. Is that a thing? Was that, did you, not, did did you he, not hear that story? Did you get hit by a car? Yeah, so Rob Flynn from Machine Head. I think this is a true story. You might want to do a Google whilst I'm telling it just to verify <laughs> it because I don't want to be called out for bullshit on this. But I'm 99% certain that Rob Flynn from Machine Head was playing a show somewhere, got hit by a car, got up on stage, played the show, then had to go to a hospital. And I'm fairly sure it resulted in him having to have like a catheter or something fitted. Well, I've Googled Rob Flynn car accident and I haven't found anything just Maybe yet. try Rob Flynn hit by car. <laughs> just Rob Flynn, surely it would come up if I just do car. Rob Flynn. Well, no, because it's just going to be photos of Rob Flynn next to cars then. Oh, <laughs> or like Rob, there's like or the, Rob Flynn in a car. <laughs> like there's loads of, there's like a website dedicated to <laughs> Rob, Rob Flynn, Flynn in a car. In a car. Um... Maybe it wasn't Rob Flynn then. I could have <laughs> sworn. Fake yeah, there news. we go. Rob, Rob Flynn struck, struck by, by New York, New York yeah. taxi. We're going loud. There we okay. fucking go, right? Rob Flynn struck by New York City taxi. Um, let's have a look. See? Right, there we go. I wasn't chatting shit. Wait, wait, what does it say? <laughs> okay quote from rob flynn well i'm just trying to skip through okay so he was talking about about two days ago we played the all that remains with oh played, we played and the all that remain guys asked us to flip-flop with them because their singer got stuck in traffic and you know we've been flip-flopping this whole tour so we were like yeah man you know what it's no big deal we'll flip-flop because that's what you do you look out for your brothers right right and today, I got hit by a cab, <laughs> right where I had surgery for four, four weeks ago, in my nuts, in his, <laughs> I got clipped in a hit and run, I spent the last four hours in the fucking hospital, and unfortunately I had to fucking rush back here, and it's actually, and actually it's fortunate, because I'm very happy to be standing on this stage, but I had to fucking rush back here, because no one could fucking switch, man, no one could flip-flop, because that's just how it is, I guess. So he's been flip-flopping. No one flip-flopped for him, even though he got hit by a car. You'd, you'd think that was permission yeah. to flip-flop. Um, I can't see anything about... Well, no, but he, yeah, him getting hit in the nuts, like where he had surgery in the nuts. So he got hit in the nuts by a taxi. I, I, I think what How he said... How big are his nuts? <laughs> well, I mean, let freedom reign with that shotgun blast. But I think... He had what he's implying. He's had surgery on his nuts, been hit, yeah. getting hit by a taxi, re-aggravated. Yeah, and then I, but I think he had the catheter <laughs> made. I guess this before. is what he said on stage, so it's just like quoted. 
But it just made it, it just makes it sound like he just got he got hit by a car, but just right in his balls, straight in the nutsack. Like, I mean, it's it's not happens. a fun time, my friends. I can I can vouch for being hit in the testicles and requiring John. You had a couple of um, bandages or something, wasn't it? It was like a tea cozy that (laughs) that they decided to put. And like most good friends do, they... uh, They went on Photoshop. Went on the Photoshop and just... It looks like I was going to get it up then, no. A lot of people... (laughs) I was worried for a second. A lot of people Photoshopped stuff, which is always nice of them. I love how within the first five minutes of being live, we went from Rob Flynn to my balls... Like that's a that's a pretty impressive transition. It's like um, what's that thing? It's layers of separation. Six degrees. Six of degrees of yeah. separation. <laughs> I can link anything back to your balls. <laughs> Just give me. <laughs> Just give me a couple of minutes. I'll find a way back home. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, Ollie? Away from my balls and Rob Flynn's balls. It's all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Do you have a good weekend? Very long weekend. Very long weekend. John was. DJing, DJ, DJ, library. Remember that? Selector. Remember the keyboard you yeah, used to get in school? The DJ function. Dictionary. No, yeah. it wasn't library. Dictionary. Dictionary. Because <laughs> that's the sample Dictionary. that you want to drop in just before. Um, but you were DJing <laughs> in a barn staple, which is. On down. Saturday, yeah. So I was at Face Down on Friday. Oh, yeah, and Face Down. In London. Half one till half two main room, four till six a.m. afters, seven a.m. train from Paddington to Barnstable. Got into Barnstable at like 11 Is it Barnstable? I keep on staying in Barnstable. Barnstable. Matty was on the hunt for Barnes and Staples and found neither on his ventures. A staple? What is it? Well, like a... Yeah. yeah. They don't have them there. No, no Barnes and no Staples. But yeah, got into Barnstable at like 11 a.m., Shout out to the Park Hotel for letting me into the hotel two hours before check-in time. But I had that anxiety of, I got into bed with the intention of falling asleep, but then my brain was like, well, what if you fall asleep now and you don't wake up until 1am and you miss the entire night? So then I just laid there with my eyes closed for two hours, like sort of gaslighting myself that I was asleep when I really wasn't asleep. Are you one of those people that cannot get up? I can't nap, man. Like if I fall asleep, that's it. It's eight hours. If my alarm goes off, 90% 90% of the time, I'll get up. But my girlfriend is the opposite. She'll just turn it off. Yeah. I won't even know. She just turns it off. Just snoozing. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's like she's annoyed that something's woke her up. So just, she just takes it. See, I'm, a ser- it I'm a serial snoozer. Yeah. They made that snooze button far uh, too yeah. convenient. The fact that you can just press the volume button on the side and it snoozes it. Sometimes, the only time I ever sleep through it is like I wake up like, I'm so confused as to what's happening. And the only thing that I can think of to do is hit the, because it's like the big yellow button on your phone. Well, it comes up. Yeah. So I'm so, what's going on? And then that obviously turns it or sneezes. Oh, some, actually, no. Sometimes I will just like exit. I'll like quit it. And that's when I, I wake up late and then I have to lie to work <laughs> is that hey oh, so, oh sorry I had, to, I had something i had to go uh drop off something this morning so yeah I just it was last minute I just, <laughs> uh traffic was really bad don't you work from home no <laughs> yeah i had to drive 
to my house because yeah. I'm not there. Yeah, right. Because I was working so hard yesterday. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that was that was my weekend. Oh, yeah, DJing with Def Havana on Saturday yeah. night. That's that's where the story ends. And how are they? Amazing. I've DJed with a lot of bands over the years, and off. well, just as like just as just <laughs> like, kidding, like they're not there to see me. They they're there to see the guest band, but the energy and the silly ridiculousness that Def Havana brought to their DJ set on Saturday night was amazing. James did one of the biggest back scratches I've ever seen of all time. You know where like they go? Oh like, yeah. Goes, Woo! I thought you meant like a. Like yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> no. He literally was like going like that for thirty seconds. Then looked at me and started flipping it the other way. So he went all the way to the start of the tune and then all the way because they were like it was Wonderwall, literally yeah. all the way pretty much to the back end. But then like stopped it, bang on the start of the last chorus, and I was like, you couldn't have done that again if you fucking tried. Yeah. Unless he knew exactly what time code that chorus came in. On. Yeah, unless he, unless, yeah, unless he was looking at the wave for it. Like, and to be fair, I wouldn't be surprised because he was, he was doing some cheeky little mixes as well. Like, there's a, there's a one involving crawling by Linkin Park that I was a particular big fan. Nice. I can't remember what they put underneath it, but yeah, shout out to Def Havana boys. Definitely worth seeing if they're doing a guest DJ set in your city. Yeah, I would like to see that. How was your All weekend? Right. Enough about me. How was your weekend? Uneventful, John. Do you want to know about my weekend? And, then, and lifted boxes at my parents' house. Nice. And transferred them from one house to another house. Nice. Big old house. Actually, and I built some shelves in Let's the garage. Go. Handyman Ollie. Yeah. So, rock and roll, baby. Hell yeah. DIY. Never stops. Well, my friend, should we tell you what you got coming up on today's show? Because we haven't done that yet. Yes. Big show today at 8.15. We will be joined by Jaffe from Oxymorons to talk all about their 2023. Very busy year for the band. Lots of new music kicking around. Very cool band. Lots, yeah. Like a sort of hybrid rock rap. Trappy rocky. Trappy rock hip hop. Yeah, big fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really cool band. And we get to speak to Jaffe. Hell yeah. And I'll be interested if they are joining us from New York City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine America. Because I can't imagine that he just comes over here. No, it's definitely <laughs> going to be America. But what part of America we shall see. But, my friends, should we get into what today is going to centre around? We're going to talk about our dream band. We're going to construct a oh, yeah. dream band. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, you did. So, <sighs> the way this works is we want you to pick... A singer, a guitarist, a bassist, and a drummer to make up your dream band. Let us know your dream band in the chat, in the comment section. If it, if it turns out all right, we should do this with guests in the future. Hell yeah. It's a nice, yeah. It's a nice little feature. I still haven't decided exactly who. I've got an idea of a few of them. Okay. But it's just, there's so many to pick from. So, well, many, so many choices. Let's start with drummers. Okay. Either, or should I? Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you like my top, maybe three. Okay. Um, Eloy, Casagrande from Sepultura. Big shout. Mario, Duplantier from Gojira. Another big shout. Or, Dancel from Architects. Because he's always. I feel like Dan doesn't get the recognition. I mean, he, he does, but I feel like he doesn't like. Because he doesn't 
post that many like drum videos. Yeah. Or, and he just, I've seen interviews of him when he's just like, oh yeah, I just, I don't really practice. I just go to the studio <laughs> and it's like, and that's him. But he's been one of the best drummers in the metal scene for a while. That's a big shout. I don't, I don't think many people would pick Dan Searle no. in their dream band lineup. And you're very true that it's such a powerful element of what Architect's sound revolves around is oh, those type and drums. Tom, uh, Dan now writes most of the material. What, melodically? Melodically, yeah. Damn. Yeah, since obviously the sad passing of Tom, he, he, Dan took over like the, man, like the right, main writing. Holy shit. So he writes all the lyrics and I think he wrote a lot of the music on the last album along Let's with Josh. go. That's huge. So, yeah. so, Those three drums, but if I had to pick one, I'm going Mario. Oh, yeah. I've, I've watched that band a bunch of times live and I did a... Did a little walk on, cheeky walk on with them at Bloodstock a few years ago. And I just watched. That must have been mental. Yeah, and I was just watching him and I was like, this is insane. That must have been, yeah. yeah. He's just one. Silly. Well, like he is the person you want in your band that's ne that you know you can trust that's going to deliver every time. So he warms up every day. Well, his practice routine is an hour of just feet. Just, just double, feet. Just double kick, just. I suppose when your Achilles are being put yeah. under that much strain, you do need to have like good calves, good Achilles. Yeah. So he'll just do an hour of fucking double bass, double pedals, just super fast. It's just so he knows when he goes on tour, he doesn't have to think about it as much because it's just ingrained. In yeah, him. it's muscle. And then his hands are ridiculous memory. as well anyway. And just some of the grooves he comes up with are just insane. Big shout. Do you want to do me first, or do you want to I'll, go? I'll, do, do, my, I'll do my drummers now. So, yeah, much like yourself, I'm going to give out a pool of drummers. If we're speaking about drummers that don't get enough credit, Craig Reynolds. Yeah, fair enough. I feel like because he's such a big personality, like when it comes to these kinds of conversations about talking about how great people are at the yeah. thing that they do, people often forget that Craig's a really fucking good drummer. The thing is, right, um, are we talking about... Because I was thinking, can I be in the band? What, are you going to pick yourself? But like... That's sick. Bet on yourself, No, bro. but like, if we have like two guitarists, can I be one of them? I'll be like, the, I'll just, or I'll be like the session, like the extra one that stands in the back. Because you really want to be in the But band. I was thinking like, do I pick people that I think would be a laugh on tour? <laughs> That's also a big factor. Would you like to spend I think, hours and hours on the road with these people? Because Craig would be right laugh, I reckon. Hell yeah. An amazing lad. I don't know if my, how, how much of... I mean, he's, he seems like a very, very nice guy. But I don't think... Do you reckon he's a... I don't think Mario Himself to himself kind much. of guy. Yeah. Well, he's, 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 a, he's a serious drummer. He needs to be take his job seriously. Not that Craig wouldn't... <laughs> but I think you'd get a lot but more... But I'm thinking about... A lot more wild nights out on that, on that run with Craig. I'm thinking about the vibes on the tour. Yeah. That's something you got to consider, man, when you're picking your band members. What's well, this that, is only if I'm this is only if, area like. This is only if I'm in the band, I guess. Because if I'm just picking a band that I'm not involved with, it doesn't really affect well, Let's me. say you're involved in the setup. Let's say yeah. you're definitely going to be on the... Like, so part of it... We'll be TMs. Yeah, part of it is you're hanging out with these people yeah. as well. <laughs> so that it's a factor that in. Yeah, we're TMs of this band. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're the manager. You're putting together a super group. Hell yeah. Let, let's go with that. Yeah. So I want to give an honourable mention to Craig. I want to give an honourable mention to Sleep Tokens drummer. It's two. 
Is it two? Yeah. I didn't know what number it was. I was going to say four, but it's two. Yeah, it's two. Yeah. yeah, two. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, if we're talking fills and, like, live sound as well. Yeah. Fuck me. Does that motherfucker know how to drum? Yeah. Yeah, see, I could put him. But I think there's just too many. Oh, yeah, I'll stick with but Mario. But then, on, on the note of what you've just said, because no one knows whose it is... What what are your tour vibes like? Is this is this person fun to hang out with? But I imagine when you're in a band with him, you know who he is. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> he doesn't that's, keep it. You know what? Well, that's part of the super group. Imagine, Maybe you're not allowed to lie. Like imagine no one in Sleep Token knows what each other look like outside the mask. <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love that even more. Just like, all right, mate. I mean, Vessel. All right. Yeah. All right, Big V. All right, you should call, call me too. Yeah. <laughs> Vessi, what are you saying, bro? Yeah. That's a good shout. Who else? Or are you, are you, are you? But, right, my pick for the longest time, and I think I am going to stick with it. Can I guess? Travis Barker. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, was, I was thinking it was either for you, it was going to be Travis Barker or Josh Dunn. Yeah, so the reason why I didn't go for Josh Dunn, plain and simply, is because... Everything that Josh Dunn can do, Travis Barker, like, almost taught him how to do. <laughs> like, to a certain extent, like, Josh is very open about the fact that, like, he idolized and grew up listening to a lot of the punk rock scene. Like, yeah. Like, bands like Green Day and Blink were but big influences on his drumming kind of style. Can Travis Barker do a backflip off the riser? See? <laughs> I, you're not going to get a backflip out of Travis. <laughs> no. But you are going to get a badass jump kit that can float fucking oh, upside down and he can shoot flames you know, and he can do that solo where he puts the towel over his head. I've had an idea. I might change my pick. Oh. Eric Imprompter. Prompter? Imprompter. Whatever his name is. Eric from Old Drummer from Fever. Oh, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking Eric. <laughs> my, oh. my top three has now been <laughs> changed. That's a shout. That's a shout and a half. Because amazing drummer, but also just does crazy shit on stage. Yeah. Yeah. That you want. Yeah. Oh. I want him to be in a break in a song, run down, do a backflip off a speaker and then come back. Yeah. That's a fucking shout and a half, dude. Well, I've got Eric. You've got Travis. Yeah. I'll tell I'll, I'll, you. Know, I'll stick with Travis because I like flow. Also people. good. It's great marketing. Yeah. You put Travis in the band. Got that got, Kardashian yeah. back in. True. I'm going to get some streaming numbers on there. Yeah. Get a, get a collab going with like some makeup. Do you what? Um, was it Hot Mulligan did it, had a song called featuring Travis Barker? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No, it was featuring Mark Hoppus, but it didn't feature Mark Hoppus. That, the name of the song was featuring Mark Hoppus. <laughs> That's genius. That's fucking genius. Right. So drummer. Yep. What should we do next? I'm going Eric. Sick. That's Eric. what I was pointing at you for, but thanks for picking up. Drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So drummer, Eric, drummer, Travis Barker, bassist. I'm going to pick um, Logic Pro or Ableton <laughs> just as a playback track. <laughs> Put it on track. <laughs> No one needs a bassist in this day Ollie and age. just chat all over <laughs> anyone who picks up a four-string Right. I know. I, I, I appreciate a good bassist. <laughs> but I've seen plenty of bands recently that have just put all the bass on track. And it's no one's missing it. No one's missing the... <laughs> like Lake Maliche. 
Yeah, to be fair. Well, they didn't have a basis. And Bacovi. They don't have a basis. <laughs> but if I have to pick a human being to play bass, who are you picking? <laughs> I need to think about it. Okay, I'm cheating on this one. Why? Because do you know who plays bass? Tyler. Tyler Joseph. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So I get to have arguably one of the greatest front men in the world playing bass, bringing his insane falsetto, his ridiculous scream, his melodic genius when it's it comes together yeah. composition, but also the fact that the man is one of the greatest lyricists of all time. So he's doing, is he doing backing vocals? <laughs> Well, no, he can, no, but this is the thing is like with with so, with someone who's multi-versatile like that like say for example well you, you're you know, bending, you, you're bending the rules no, a bit. no alexis on fire bro look at alexis on fire dallas green george and wade all on vocals would you say that, well, that would, john, you say, would, you, would you say that dallas green's a backing singer well, john you've said you put, laid out the rules for me you said drummer bassist yeah guitarist vocalist so yeah but i didn't know i realized we we're meant to we we're allowed to pick multiple vocalists we, as long as they play that instrument. Yeah, but you didn't say that. You can't just lay out something and be like, oh, well, bro, this is no a loophole. To this game. It's a loophole. There's no rules. So you can, I could pick every member of the band that sings and have a five piece singing group <laughs> as well. <laughs> as, no, but they're playing their instruments. <laughs> they're playing their instruments, but they're also singing. So. Yeah. So you could have, you could have had um, Brendan from Atreyu on drums yeah, if you exactly. wanted to. Aaron Gillespie. Ooh, Aaron that's that's yeah. a good one. He's um, from Nickelback. He drums and sings. All right, well. Mark Hoppus. Mark Hoppus on drums. Bass. <laughs> yeah, sick. Great shout. Wait, who else? Great shout. Who else? Is Mark Hoppus is a fantastic shout for bass. It's not really that many bassist singers, is there? Not when you think about it. Oh, bro, one of the greatest of all time. Tom Mariah from Slayer. <laughs> who? Come on. Sting. Come on. Lemmy. There we go. Oh, can I get Lemmy then? Yeah. You have Tyler, I'll have Lemmy. Oh, do you know what? I'm jealous of that pick now. I'm very, very <laughs> jealous of that pick. Obviously alive. Um, who else is it? I could get the... Nah, I was going to say the old um, singer bassist from Finn Lizzy. Yeah, but I, I've picked Lemmy over it. Lemmy? I've picked Lemmy, Lemmy over Le, it. Lemmy is a fucking great shout. So I've got Eric and Lemmy. Yeah. <laughs> and guitar. Can we have, should we have two guitarists? Do you want two guitarists? Well, do you only want one? You can have two guitarists. I'm going to go for guitarist and keys. Okay. Fair enough. Um... So you're gonna go guitarist. <laughs> so let's do guitar let's let's do our guitarists next. Okay. I'm going to my first pick is Jordan Buckley from Every Time I Die slash Better Lovers. Because he writes the best riffs. Just the best riffs. He writes them. <laughs> so that's number one. Holy shit, that's a fucking shit. And then number two. I'm going to go Josh Baines from Malevolence. Wow. Because okay. as modern guitarists go, he writes some of the best metal riffs I've heard Damn. in the last 10 years. That's interesting. And he's a shredder. He is indeed. But actually, um, 
give some shout outs to other people though. Like Josh Middleton, obviously guitar legend. Yep. From Architects. Well, from Silosis now. Yep. Just Silosis. Um This is your world as well. Like guitarist is your your court. Who else? I mean Dan McDarrell. Oh, that would be a good one, wouldn't it? That would be a great guitarist. Um I had some in my head then, I just, it's gone. Now I'll stick with Josh and Jordan Buckley. Interesting. Josh Baines, Jordan Buckley. Interesting. Lemmy and Eric. <laughs> Bro, your, ba- your band is wild. The thing is, most of it, like, I think Eric, Eric and Jordan have definitely crossed paths because yeah. they were, well, like, Steve, Stevis yeah. from Fever was big friend, yeah. friends with That's my dad. Um, yeah, that's my guitarist, you, and keyboardist. So, synth player, guitarist, honorable mention, Vic Fuentes from Pierce the Veil. Yeah, guitarist and singer combo. That's an honorable. Oh, yeah, (laughs) I could have picked a a singer as well. And I'm torn, like, I'm actually torn into who I'm going to officially choose. Natalie and (laughs) Brulia, you know, that's a cover. She didn't write the original. Really? Yeah, she covered that. Yeah. The more you know. So, my, I'm torn between two. I've already mentioned one of them. Dallas Green, Alexis on Fire. Yeah. That is a great shout. But I was thinking more guitar <coughs> prowess when I was thinking about it. Yeah. Rather than... As a lead guitarist. Yeah. Or just the riffs. Yeah. The but then... Writing riffs. Do you want to know who Dallas is in competition with? Who? Caleb Shomo. Yeah, because I don't know. A lot of people don't realize that he writes exactly everything, really. Exactly. So I don't know. That's it's a hard one because, like, on one hand, you've got arguably one of the most beautiful voices music has ever seen, Dallas Green. But yeah. then on the other hand, you've got riffs, screams, and unbridled energy from Caleb Shomo. Do you think any of your musicians that sing will want to have like the limelight a bit more or will they all just work equally together oh it's an alexis kind of deal with my band man it's like but you know like i know sometimes like, well, i want to do this verse this chorus <laughs> who gets the chorus are they all singing it together well when when <laughs> when you see who i've picked for my synth player it'll it'll make sense because on synths keys and programming without a shadow of a doubt Jordan fucking fish. Yeah. Like the way in which Jordan can bring out the best in other people. See, now you've added a character. Can I pick a keys player? Or something? You have to get rid of a guitarist then, bro. Well, I can't have a six piece band. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm allowing you to have two guitarists if you want, but you said no. Okay, cool. In which case, yeah, let's go two guitarists. Well, you can have both your picks then. Fuck yeah. All right, let's do it. This, 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 this band is now a six-piece band, my friend. So let's run it through from the top. If you're watching live, we want you to pick a band that's got a drummer, bassist, two guitarists. You're allowed a synth player as well and a front person. Yeah. Um, so I've got Eric. Can, I'm going to Google how to say his name properly because I keep on saying want to say Imprompter, but I think it's Improta. 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 Eric and Prota, Prota, from Night Versus. On drums, on bass, I've got the legend that is Lemmy. 
I love that choice. <laughs> and guitar, I've got Jordan Buckley from uh, Better Lovers, or X, Every Time I Die. And I've got Josh Baines from Malevolence. <laughs> uh, I imagine this band's going to be quite heavy, to be honest. Yeah, you're going but very heavy direction. it's going <laughs> to... The vocals might throw it. Um, so you're going for a synth and key player as well? Yeah, but I can't think. So, Who can I get? So I'm going... Uh, Elton I'm, John. Elton John. <laughs> on keys yeah are you being serious yeah yeah <laughs> fucking rocket man on keys he's coming out of retirement <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah <laughs> go on then what a band yeah man okay who's your who's your oh you got jordan yeah so on, on keys i'm gonna go for jordan fish multitude of reasons jordan's production i think is just unlike any other person's but the way in which he just brings the best out of the people that he's working with. His ability to allow people to focus on like the ideas that like no one else is doing. Like you look at like some of the sounds from Posthuman where yeah. it was like, you know, let's bring baby metal on board. Let's do this number with Amy Lee about the world fucking dying. Like the the way- That was all, all Jordan. Well, not, not all Jordan, but I think like, he can facilitate a lot of other people's ideas. So someone goes, I've got this idea. They can like either create it, work on it, bring it to Because like Jordan's opening said that Ollie does a lot of production for Bring Me. So I'm guessing that's finding sounds, you know, putting stuff together. And I think coming to Jordan with like, you know, a base level idea, he can then go, sweet, let's, let's take this. Let's add this. Let's do this. Yeah. And in a band with Caleb and Dallas <laughs> and Tyler. Yeah. That's going to be. Fucking right. <laughs> So when it comes to like putting all of those pieces of puzzle together and then like, like singer, I, I still, I'm not a hundred percent certain who I'm going to go for my singer. Have you got a singer? Yeah. And it's a flat out easy choice. Yeah. I thought about it and then I was like, who has the best voice? Oh, it's obviously Hayley Williams. <sighs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> What's <laughs> so, so but imagine, dream- but Haley's like, she's into her like uh, heavier stuff. Is. Imagine her in like a little hardcore band. Very much is. I'll be uh, <laughs> with Lemmy on bass. <laughs> Lemmy backup vocals. <laughs> That's insane. Haley and Lemmy harmonizing with each other. <laughs> All I wanted was you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I wasn't meant to break. <laughs> But I got it with what I know. Just open. <laughs> That's a fucking shout, dude. I, yeah. That's a I feel like I need to change Lemmy to make this band make a bit more sense. Not at all. I think I'll Lemmy's your great. In. I think Lemmy's your best pick in there. All right, it's lagging off. Haley. No, I'm just, I'm just jealous that like you've got Lemmy in your band because like in order to get Tyler into my... I suppose I could actually have had Tyler as a lead singer. Yeah. Or on key duty as well. Or well, who is your vocalist then? Vocal wise, I again I'm torn. Halsey is up there. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal live voice. I mean, you've got some serious vocals in this band already. Right. So it needs to be someone that can front all those, are you? Right. Vessel. Yeah. That was do you know what? He was my what first came to mind. But then I was like, it might be a bit too obvious for me to pick. <laughs> yeah. Haley was up there for me as well. Yeah. Ollie's up there a hundred percent. But 
I think I'm going to knock out Ollie because screaming wise, I've got Tyler and Caleb who can scream. Yeah. I think that's cool. And it depends what sort of band you're imagining. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go Halsey, bro. I think I'm going to have to go Halsey. That's good. That's a good choice. Because like Halsey's harmony. What's that song she got, which is like quite rock? Bro, her last album, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, like produced by Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Songs like Easier Than Lion. Um, she got that one where she like sort of screams on it. Experiment on me from the Birds of Prey soundtrack. Bro, so she's like um, big old emo, massive emo, massive, massive emo. Yeah, on that last record that was produced by Trent Reznor. Yeah, easier than lying. Girl is a gun. The Lighthouse, like massive, or oh, Whispers, massive, massive, like alternative bangers. Like some of them have got like proper grungy vibes as well. And yeah, she's got a hell of a scream on her too. Yeah. So yeah, right. From the top, your dream band. <laughs> got Arik and Prota from Night Versus, X Fever. On drums, on bass, I've got the legend Lemmy and doing backing vocals. <laughs> Great choice. Uh, I forgot about my other So on guitars, I've got uh, Jordan Buckley from Every Time I Die slash Better Lovers. And other guitar, I've got Josh Baines from Malevolence. On keys, I've got Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> and vocals, Hayley Williams. Mine's the most... I think like yours makes more sense in terms of genre, whereas mine's... Uh, <laughs> I'm just baffled as to what you've got Elton John doing in all of this. What do you mean? Like, Josh and Elton John working on a track with each other. What are you picturing yeah. that song to sound like? Like a <laughs> rocked up um, tiny dancer. <laughs> Hold me closer. That's this is Lemmy singing. <laughs> Hold me closer, tiny dancer. <laughs> and then Haley's just like, whoa. Hold me closer. And they, uh, imagine it. Imagine the harmonies between, ha- between Haley and Elton. That would be nice, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of ballad potential in that band as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's my band. <laughs> Hell I'm yeah. Sticking with it. So I've got Travis Barker on drums. Tyler Joseph on bass, Dallas Green on one guitar, Caleb Shomo on the other, Jordan Fish on keys and programming, and then fronted by Halsey. By Halsey. My friends, those are our dream bands. We want you to put together your dream band. It started with just a a simple four piece. Now just go nuts. Take the reins off it. Pick oh, whoever you want. We got a couple of entries already. We do indeed. So Cookie, what's happening? Says guitar, Jeff Ling from Parkway Drive. Yep. Great shout. Vocalist, you can pronounce that. Eric Vanderberg. It's not that. Oh, Van Vanleberg. Oh, it's because, right, Rob's connected at the end. That makes more sense. Yeah, you were reading it as like Van Leberg. Vocalist Pural. So who's Eric Van Leberg from? Good question. (laughs) Rob Damiani, 
also on vocals. That's a fucking great shout. Travis Barker on drums. Alex Dean on bass. Have a look at where Alex Dean comes from as well. And then saxophone, oh. Jesse Malloy, who I do believe is from the Midnight. Yeah. Uh, Eric, Eric Vallenberg. I Van prevail. Vallenberg. <laughs> Your dyslexia is coming out. <laughs> from I prevail. Great. He's a great vocalist, actually. Great screamer. Yeah. And sort of rapper as well. That's a great shout. That's a lot of depth in the vocal department in your dream band. Hell of a shout. And who was the other one that I didn't know? Um, Jeff Ling. Oh, no, Alex Dean Alex on bass. Dean. I used to have a friend called Alex Dean. Did you? I don't think it's him <laughs> from my college. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Dean on bass. Well, I don't think it's this guy who's a uh, political commentator. <laughs> Ali, oh, 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 Ali D from Architect. Ah, of course. Ah, that's a great Ali Dean, big, 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 big dino, big dirty baselines. <laughs> that's that's good. a yeah. fucking great set of answers. There, everyone's Cookie. got cooler answers than I have. That's a that's a very very solid fucking lineup. Doctor Scott gets in touch with his band, saying drummer Joey Jordison, guitarist Tom Searle. Yeah. That's a fucking amazing shout. Vocals, Benjamin Burnley. Who's that from? Keep on looking at me, John. You're the you're the uh, Kerrang radio presenter that should be hot on the, hey, <laughs> the music scene. There's only so much information I can cram into this tidy dyslexic yeah. head. Ben Bassist Alec Milovich. I'll just like unless I've actively searched your name or know who you are, then chances are is oh from breaking benjamin that's benjamin that's benjamin from the be the the breaking the, ben the the benjamin that broke the breaking benjamin it's like breaking bad but but for benjamins <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means the curious case of benjamin's breaking and then who was the other one keys matt bellamy that's a fucking great shout yeah Getting away with one of the best voices of all time. One of the best front men of all time. And to be fair as well, ain't no way Bellamy's Have not picking seen, up um, a guitar too. So you've probably got a bonus guitarist in there as well. So Alex from uh, North Lane. From North Lane. Ex North That's Lane. a fucking big shout as well. Um, yeah. Have you seen Nova Twins supporting Muse? Yeah, we talked about that just post Glastonbury, didn't we? Because that got announced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that got announced know. after they did that set at Glastow. My friends, those are two powerful answers to get this thing going. If you want to get in touch right now and share with us your dream band. As I said, it started out just picking drummer, guitarist, bassist, singer. But now like we've ended up with two guitarists. Elton John's in Ollie's band. Well, there shouldn't be. I mean, there's it's no limit on what you can add to a band. Yeah, have a keg player if you want. Yeah. Yeah, can I have a clown hitting the hitting a barrel as well? Can I throw him in? Imagine, imagine that dressing room. You were talking about the backstage area, right? And picking a band that, like, yeah. Imagine Elton John and Clown being on tour with each other. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we've got a friend who's been on tour with Elton John. Shout we out, do indeed. Shout Gibson. out, Mr. Gibson. And he said, 
he's very nice, very lovely. Oh yeah, no, like an amazing person. I mean, he's, he's probably not going to stick around too much after the show. Oh, no, he does. No, no, he, no, he fully does. Did you not see the photos that Ben was taking? Yeah, before? but I can't. Like he's some not, of the guests that were backstage. I, yeah, like fucking I'm the, the saying, president of the USA. I'm was saying there. he's not hitting the clubs afterwards. <laughs> Is he, <laughs> bro? What era of Elton John do you want in your band? That's like, true. Yeah, <laughs> could have like Rocket Man. Yeah, era. Yeah, I love I love Rocket Man era. <laughs> Elton John. And that, like, I'm that like, and Lemmy in your band at the yeah. same time. Are you fucking kidding me? Eighties, nineties, Lemmy. Yeah. Just fun. Yeah. Your backstage area is going to be like a cartel meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll have um. Yeah, we'll go to the Rainbow. Have a yeah. few drinks. Have a couple. Hassi D gets in touch saying Travis on drums, great shout. Jordan Fish also on keys and production. Sean Long of While She Sleeps. Yeah, yeah. Good. That's, that's a, a good. great lead he is guitarist. A great guitarist. Yeah. Oh, we were searching for bass players earlier. Fucking Trey Cool. Trey Cool. Trey not so cool. Did I tell you about uh, time my old boss, Alex, shout out Alex. Mr. Heron. Went to, um, it was when they had Undosh Tress, that kind of, those like triple album yeah. came out. He went to like the album listening of it and Trey Cool was there. And Alex was like, he's, he's here. I might as well ask if I can get a photo. So he went, hey, Trey, uh, big fan or whatever. Can I, do you reckon I could get a photo? And he was like, I don't think so. What? <laughs> Trey? No, not cool, man. Trey, not cool. <laughs> not That's cool, such a man. dick thing to say to someone who's asked for a photo. It's like, I don't think so, man. Yeah, it's I like, don't think so. It's like he's it, not even giving like, him a straight no or reason why. It's like, eh. But also, it's like, it's, I not, don't know. it's not like you've just stopped him on the street. You're at his album yeah. listening party. He's there to promote something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Trey, dick. Backing vocals, Vessel. Vessel on backing. So, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Hassi, I was just pointing out that Trey Cool is, of course, a drummer. Because I, bass. yeah, I was yeah, like, Mike well, maybe he can play drums. Maybe he can play bass. Who knows? Um, oh, lead vocal, Charlotte Sands. What a fucking choice! Just Vessel standing in the background. It's like, uh, to be fair, like if you want, it, like I mean, Vessel can play keys as well. So you could add Vessel on keys. Yeah, we'll allow it. Yeah, but you got two keys players. You got Jordan Fish there as well. Yeah. But Jordan can just hit like the sample pads and all that. Yeah, that's true. I don't really see Jordan playing that much keys live, to be honest. Well, he's said in an interview that he's not actually, he's not a like a traditional keys player. No, he just learned how to play stuff or learn how to write stuff. Yeah. on keys. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like not like a classically trained like. I mean, Vessel is a fucking wizard on the keys, isn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that motherfucker was classically trained. Yeah. Well, some of it, some of the songs in the latest Sleep Token album were very like jazzy. Yeah. Or jazz chords. Yeah. But especially like the last 45 seconds of the summoning. Sonical sex. My friends, these are fucking amazing. Keep them coming. We want to know your dream band lineup. Drummers, guitarist, bassist. Well, no, not drummers, plural. Probably trying to go for one drummer. Drummer, guitarists, bassist, keys, singer. You name it, you can have it. Yeah. Can I, am I still allowed to have clown? Hitting a, hitting a keg. You can have clown hitting the keg. Is it, is it pivotal? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How are you going to emphasize the snare hits? <laughs> if 
you don't have a man in a boiler jumpsuit and a mask hitting a beer case. Yeah, that's he's going to be in, in his slipknot get up as well. Um, oh, it's too many. It's too many choices. I could pick like many loads of different bands. Yeah. Also, I forgot. Shout out Tim Henson was one of my thoughts on guitarists from Polyphia. Big shout. Well, probably the best guitarist around right now. Best modern guitarist. Interesting. Oh, it's not interesting. It's just a fact. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> is it? Have you not seen Tim Henson play? Yeah, no, I have. Yeah. No one can do that shit. Yeah. Very true. Very good. Well, my friends, dream bands keep on coming because we are about 25 minutes away from being joined by today's live guest, which is Jaffe from Oxymorons. Lot to talk about. Band's got a brand new album coming out towards the end of the year, which is going to be called Melanin Punk and features on there from friends of the show, Haro the Hero. Haro the Hero. It's a great um, song title on the one that he's on, which is called Mike Shinoda Flow. So we'll ask him about that. Yeah. Joining us on the John Mohan Show right now is your live guest <laughs> for today from Oxymore and show what? a lot of love and appreciation for Joffrey. Let's yeah. get it. How's it going, bro? boys it's good i actually didn't know this was live so let me um censor myself preemptively a little bit now nah, 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 we we're, we're on the internet say what the fuck yeah you want. we don't censor ourselves i'll say i can talk shit yeah awesome. bro oh yeah awesome that's why we do it like this like it's no holes barred man straight in at the deep end <laughs> i love it how y'all doing today How's your Monday? All the better for seeing you, man. It's it's a very good Monday when we've got someone like yourself joining us, considering how much oh. you've got going on at the moment. Like, how's life with you? <laughs> Yo, man, I mean, it's, it's going. It's great. Uh, we're full of gratitude and really excited about our futures. Uh, but with that said, too, you know, like, we've been working for this. So, um I don't really, we don't really take, actually, I think we don't take enough time to uh, smell the flowers and like take a deep breath because it's always on to the next thing and always pushing through and thinking of the next song and the next uh, idea and pop-up event and just, you know, constantly elevating. So, um, yeah, it's just cool to like finally feel like we have support, you know, uh, we're not as independent as we've been in, in throughout most of our journey. And just seeing, you know, um, the music really like get across to so many people um, and building like our own small community and seeing our fan base or or our core audience, um, as we like to say, <laughs> uh, continue to grow and like then form little, you know, friendships and communities amongst each other. And like, it's just cool to see all that blossoming and it really evolving beyond just our, you know, friends and family. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> hell yeah. And speaking of like building your fan base, you came, was it the first time you've been to the UK when you came out with Bad Omens? Ever in my life, not just really? for music. Wow. Actually, for all, for all four of us, we had never, we had never been across the pond. I mean, I've been to Spain, my, uh, some of my family's from there, but I don't really consider, it doesn't really feel like, you know, Europe yeah. or like a foreign place yeah. um, for, for me. The, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was our first time there for any reason whatsoever let alone, you know, sold out tour with Bad Omens during like, you know, the height of, they're just having such an amazing moment. So we were super honored to be there. Um, and we've just always had a lot of support from the UK, uh, BBC radio specifically, 
Speaking of, Corey Taylor's taking over BBC Rock Radio 1 tonight. Nice. Um, who we'll be touring with in just a couple weeks, and he'll be playing some oxymorons and stuff. So whoever's watching this, make sure to tune oh, into that. Oh, shout out Alex as well. I believe it I, must be on her. Shout out Alex. Yeah. Yep. I did, now I did my job doing the cross promotion. Uh, I'll leave you gentlemen to that. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional. Yeah. Just hey. it. Just like sold on the program. <laughs> well let's talk about this brand new music i mean we've had a couple of tracks of it already and one feature two two just straight oxymorons but across the three of them a very diverse sound like no song sounds like the other one they've all got like something a little bit different in there was that the mentality heading into producing this record it's like hey we want to keep it fresh yeah, I mean, you know, part of our ethos and our mission is to like never be boxed, never be pigeonholed, be unauthentically, inauthentically ourselves um, at all times and unapologetically ourselves. And that applies to our music, not just like our personalities and our beings. Um, we don't want anyone to get too complacent or used to what they think the oxymoron sound is. So that way, when we take the rug from out under you and switch it up again, this is sort of like conditioning everyone to be an actual lifelong oxymorons fan. Sick. Um, and it's thinking like really far ahead that, you know, we know what we're capable of uh, musically and creatively. Um, and because it's just, there's such a wide net we can cast and that we want to like participate in. Um, we, yeah, the whole album's all really different. And the stuff that's, you know, written that didn't make the album and that's still being written for future projects. It's it's constantly changing and evolving. So hell yeah, I think that's you heard like... that little Easter egg. You heard that little drop right there. I, just <laughs> gave you a little sign. I think it's like representative, <laughs> representative, representative of like um of how people listen to music now. Like I feel like when I was growing up and back in the day, everyone was like, oh, I'm a I'm a hardcore kid, I'm a punk kid, I'm a whatever kid, and then now everyone's just a bit of everything. No one's like. Everyone's like, oh, I listen to pop, I listen to rock, I listen to rap, hip hop, whatever. I think it's just, it's cool no, when you can blend all that. We've been, you know, we've been doing the hybrid thing for, you know, before the oxymorons existed, you know, most of our lives in New York underground. And it was always a little bit more like, you know, spaced out between the genres and there was less, uh, I guess, like, yeah, not everyone was listening to everything the way they are now. And yeah. I, I know for a fact streaming has affected that for better and for worse, but I guess for the better part is that, is that people are definitely more open. You know, we always were told we're too rock for hip hop and too hip hop for rock. And now it's, everyone wants it all. Hell yeah. So it's kind of a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, to be us. Oh no, a hundred percent. I mean, like, I think like the, the, the last call is a great representation of that. Cause I mean, like my first time hearing that, like I heard like a lot of juice world, like within that, especially like the legends never die era of juice world, where he was working with a lot of producers, bringing in guitar sounds a lot more with what yeah. he was doing. Like, and I feel like that, that trap metal scene where like, you know, I think Juice World probably would have gone fully into it alongside, you know, how Peep had like flown that flag for a very long time. Now you've got artists like Trippy Red who uh, yeah. experimenting, Little Uzi Vert is doing that kind of stuff. And with how big these mainstream artists are, bringing that hip hop element and that trappy element to the world of rock music. I mean, you guys have been doing this for so long that you're, you must be going like, okay, like we're ready coach. Yeah. Like we've been doing this shit for years. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be like, oh, they eating this food now? Yeah, <laughs> finally open our restaurant. Like, 
like, holy shit. Uh, we've been trying to, well, I mean, you know, there's something we discuss all the time. Um, and I think what's happening that hasn't happened before was, you know, like new metal, like early 2000s, late 90s, new metal, Rage, Corn, Limp Bizkit, who we all love, are clearly influenced by legends in their own right, of course. Um, but new metal was kind of like the, the ceiling, the, the, the glass ceiling of, of where like rock and rap came together. And that's as far in, in just, I, I'm just going to speak for, for us, in our opinions, that um, that sort of hybrid sound ever got. And the one thing I think that was truly missing from it being like more of an equalizer and bringing those two worlds together instead of sort of forming its own little niche culture um, was the authentic hip hop side of it. You know, um, and uh, with all due respect to all the leads of those of those bands and the men in those bands, it's still predominantly like white men rapping, and um, which is dope. But and they're still always gonna lack something. I think an authenticity that black and brown, especially New Yorkers, um, can bring to the hip hop side of bridging rock and rap together. 100%. And I we've always wanted to take. New metal is just level three for us, you know, out of 20 levels where we feel like this could really go. And not and not just like, and then we, there's also tons of amazing bands, you know, fronted by amazing black artists. Uh, and Harold the Hero, too, yeah. is on the album, and we love him to death. Um, but we also see a lot of, like, just like, it's like metal with dudes rapping, and there's there's so much more still that can be done there, you know? there's There's a lot of moments. So when we're writing songs, we really kind of, like split it up like eight bars by eight bars and it's not just Sick. what can be like fed in those but like what sounds what genres can be brought in in these different moments you know it's not just metal hook and trap versus like you can split that up even more like like microscopically so we've just been having a lot of fun with it and trying to just push the boundaries and we hope that you know you know we always say we want to be bigger than the beatles sure but like the real goal here <laughs> the real goal is to create a blueprint um, a sonic blueprint for other bands and younger bands that look more like us um, to, you know, feel like they have some sort of path, generic sort of outline that they can sort of pursue and then find their own voice within that. You know, something I know that we've all felt we've lacked, especially in our younger days of uh, being music fans. Because that's the thing is, like, I, I was, we were talking to the uh, guitarist from Bloody Word and they're obviously from, from India. And he was saying he's had a. They're people, so sick. He was like, people have come out to their shows, been like, it's so nice to see someone <laughs> representing our culture. So I think it's so. And when you're younger, you're so impressionable. And like, if you see people around you that look like you and are doing this sort of music, it's like it's going to encourage you to take up that and do what do that sort of music. So I think it's such a great thing. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it a lot more as a as a collective society now, and that's beautiful. But like, we all have an understanding, a basic understanding that representation is super important, and seeing yourself in on the biggest platforms on earth is important to continue to like inspire exactly you know, the youth to just know like it's possible, and you don't have to like yeah. go against the whole world without support just to like you know be happy and content. Oh, yeah have to conform to a box just do what what you want to do yeah it's like a hundred percent and also on that note of representation as you mentioned like like seeing the culture like be adhered to like paying tribute to the people who've paved the way beforehand which a lot of rap and hip-hop relies on like it's a very much respected 
like passing of the torch moment for young rappers to either receive features or to go on tour with like bigger rappers and they learn the trade through like looking up to these idols. And I feel like within the rock scene, especially with like, as you said, like sort of how white dominated it was, it wasn't like that at all. It was people very much being like, this is my space. I don't want anyone coming over here because like, I don't want to get any smaller. I want to keep selling these records and keep playing these shows. So like, for the love of God, you stay over there. You do your thing. This one's mine. <laughs> yeah yeah no and then with that said what we're getting as you mentioned your your uzi verts like covering chop suey you know and it's an auto-tune cover and it's like the idea of it was definitely better than the execution that's what i said <laughs> Completely. Like, that's why i support it so much i'm like nah i don't give a fuck you can't talk shit about this it's genius even though could have been executed a little better but um we are seeing a lot more of of honor from on the hip-hop side of the culture and the rap side you know being brought into like the rock and 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 uh i mean even though lil wayne wasn't happy with the audience like you know when blink and lil wayne went on tour together that's a really big deal yeah, man. like that's not stuff we get exposed to or that's like normal whatsoever so now this culture of like trippy red and, and even xxx and every and little people not um bringing it into that side as opposed to it like rap only being brought into the rock community it's really cool to see those things cross over fully now and like we're enjoying it i think it's a beautiful thing you know that's especially like that's as american and as new york as it can get <laughs> hell yeah well i mean speaking about being from new york man talk to us about the new york music scene because i'm like i'm genuinely curious to find out what it was like for you like growing up in new york going to shows in new york like where your musical influences came from because you know obviously being like quite a tourist heavy destination like is it the case that like band shows over there are still very much touristy or is there still like communities within those who like turn up to like rock shows or like rap shows yeah i mean you gotta so i was definitely um i was deeply involved in like the brooklyn underground diy punk indie rock scene of like 2008 till about 2014 i'd say uh so there's always like those underground communities new venues being built in illegal spaces and then maybe some of them go a little legal for a bit you know <laughs> they just sort of hop around um there's still the touristy spots like well was knitting factory r.i.p they just recently closed down for a little bit um you know and your and your main big venues that are the 800 2000 cap um it is it is a little like it does still have that new york i'm too cool for this shit like right we we find sometimes like the energy in other cities and other states where there is less happening is more electric because they're not seeing this shit every day yeah you walk down you know every, every block in new york is a is a fucking runway show and everyone's hot as shit dressed in the nines you know on a tuesday at noon um whereas like you you know we're in idaho and it's just like cool everyone's in their pajamas no one gives a fuck about what you're wearing like <laughs> um sometimes yeah people do you know like like the metropolis places like la can be like this too you know people just want to be like seen at a show you know, so they're just going to the show to post that they're at the show, but they're like rarely actually participating and yeah. offering their bodies and their voices and their energy to the fun of the night. So it, we've, we've all been in that position here in our own city where we feel like we're pulling teeth. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's also one of those things that when people see you succeeding, they want to feel like they were part of your success. So they start <laughs> showing up and being a little more excited. We're like, oh, how convenient. Yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> I remember seeing you guys back at this venue when it was just like me and like six other people. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, did you buy a ticket? Yeah, yeah. 
I feel All like right, it. You got guesses? You got guesses? <laughs> I feel like it says more about how successful you are when you can draw those crowds in the smaller towns because it's like mm. it's like you play the middle of fucking nowhere and you get like loads of people show up. You're like, well, how are at least they're getting on board. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, so we'll, every time we go to Salt Lake, we have like more and more fans there. And I'm just like, Salt Lake? You think my New York ass can wrap my head around Salt Lake City, Utah? Uh, isn't it? <laughs> it's I was... a sick place. I know like Post Malone lives there now and shit. But like, I don't know. Every time I go, I'm just like, this is real? This is a real spot. Like, I was watching, um, people live here. I was watching the UFC and they were in Salt Lake. And everyone says like the, because um, it's like thousands of meters above sea level. So like, Everyone gets really uh, tired really easy. Did, did you get that when you play there? Like, do you find yourself getting tired quick, quicker on stage? Yeah, in, in Colorado for sure too. Yeah, yeah. the whole the, the something like four thousand meters above sea level or something, which is crazy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You gotta like be con because it, it's the kind of thing where if you're not conscious of it throughout the day and just like staying hydrated, it'll catch up to you fast. Yeah. You know, and then and then yeah, you just like, faint <laughs> like or why feel am I getting so tired? Collapse. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially like when with our show, we're all just like sweating pounds of water and like running around and being very reckless with our bodies. And uh, I think Oval had a place where everyone's like, "Yo, tone it down just just a hair, not enough for the audience to notice, yeah. but for us to be safe." Yeah, for you, uh, for you to make it to the I next city. Yeah, I party my ass off in Denver and be like, "Why am I so drunk already?" <laughs> just like, yeah, dude, altitude. Uh, yeah. that'll Real. fuck you up worse than anyone else <laughs> oh well speaking of just being on the road and making music i want to rewind back to us talking about this brand new record that you're gonna be dropping your name dropped a human being by the name of hyro the hero we've had hyro on the show what just a couple of weeks yeah. ago and an amazing soul an amazing character his list of features is ridiculous like the people that he's worked with over the course of his career like it's quite literally like a-list celebrities massive bands you name it they're yeah. on there i mean like how did hyro's collaboration come about was it an in-studio job as well do you actually get to meet up with this one uh no this one wasn't done in person it was um I think we executed during the pandemic too. Oh, nice. Um, you know, the pandemic was obviously like really rough for globally for everyone. Um, we decided as a band to sort of just like, just rebuild everything. Like we kept, we basically kept the name Oxymorons, but started a new band Damn. Um, uh, between us four. Cause bef previously we were a five piece and before that we were six piece. Oh, damn. I kind of was a lot. Yeah, I was, we were six piece. I was the last person to join. And I was mainly just like a touring guitarist, bassist. Um, I wasn't really writing with them. And then, you know, just over the years, just as things happened, just kind of kept stepping up and like we had this natural chemistry. Um, and then during the pandemic, we just started writing a bunch of music. And we were like, when, you know, the world opens up again, we're going to be super prepared. And yeah. have demos and like songs and a, and a new live show and concepts. And um, but anyways, we had um, we always wanted we've known Hyrule for a few years. We've seen him at like festivals uh, that we've both played. Um, and I think just like social media as well. Um, obviously just being men of color in this space, um, it, it's a little easier to find one another. Um, so we always talked about doing a track with him. And then we had this song, um, it's called Mike Shinoda Flow. And it's obviously we're paying homage to, to Mike Shinoda. Um, but it was the intention of this song was like, 
we wanted to so i i it was this is before the baby got canceled okay right so just please keep that <laughs> in mind that. uh we don't we don't fuck with all the homophobic shit so this b- before that happened he was having his moment and you know like all his songs like everyone was then making a the baby flute beat like it was like a trappy with like a flute sample yeah, everyone yeah. had one and future had one kendrick had one it was like the hottest thing for producers in in like for that summer for some reason so i was like i want to do one i want to do like a new metal flute beat like let's go <laughs> so i just like made this like floopy and i was just and like put you know some some guitar riffs um in it and i was like guys we should have like we should approach this song it should be like totally non-melodic you know it's got a non-melodic hook and it's everybody just like bars bar, yeah. like wrapping their fucking asses off so it's d k like ki and and hyro just like going absolutely insane um, and it's just three minutes of just like bar straight to the face, flu beat rock. Oh, <laughs> Holy fucking It's pretty shit. sick. Bro, you had me at I'm flutes, man. Really. You had me at flutes. <laughs> right? Come on. <laughs> Who, who's got who's got a flute beat with like a fucking metal hook? Let's go. Oh, that's amazing. And the fact that like you've got these incredible MCs just trying to basically lyrically one up each other. It sounds like like bringing out the best in one another yeah yeah it just goes like each verse it's just elevated and yeah i i love i was so excited that and then that that cut almost didn't make the album um and then last minute it did and i was just like yeah it yeah, was one of those where you know you're just advocating for the whole time you're like guys please yeah <laughs> if there's room let's put this one on there i just got a good feeling about it bro i'm so yeah, glad you got that across the album and we're just super super happy with it and like proud to have a song with him we know it's like important um that i think a lot of people in in the metal community and scene see us working together too oh hell yeah considering you know how long hyro has been doing this and the fact that he's been away for quite a while like he's like had like a little hiatus like moved to france like got himself married like perfected effectively that boy, that boy is he's, love. he's a yeah. french man <laughs> yeah. when he was on the show hey, yo, we were, congrats to you hero. <laughs> yeah. when he was on the show we were saying he's hero the hero now he's not a, the hero. <laughs> <laughs> i will not be calling him anything else next time i see him it's over the full-on french uh, man <laughs> yeah I, I hope that catches on for him well i mean Bro, speaking of this new music, man, you're going to be having an amazing opportunity in just a couple of weeks' time to play some of these new songs live alongside Corey Taylor on that headline run that he's doing across the States. I mean, how excited are you about that? Because Corey's been quite a pivotal part in your band's history. Yeah, so we actually first met Corey um, two years ago at Shiprocked. We played uh, we played Ship Rock and we were doing an off boat show on the beach of Mexico with P- it was just POD and us, which is really That's sick. Stupid. Um, <laughs> That's to, so to make this even more like fucking legendary, um, we had to use like pretty mid equipment that right. they had on the beach, and you know the the staff on there was just like. We have like we can't use nice things because the cartel will steal it. All. <laughs> oh my so, god! <laughs> Jesus. And I was just like, "That's kind of sick." Like, I'm <laughs> That's pretty gangster. <laughs> cartel turn up. So you know, just, just in regards to, like the PA system, the mixing board. Yeah. You know that they, they had us. They were just requested we use like their Marshall stack, mm. um, and and not really get too complicated with anything because of they're still concerned for everyone's safety. 
um which again didn't scare me i thought it was fucking oh yeah bad. being from new york you're like that's just a monday <laughs> right so then we have so then everyone's like it's it's like underneath this sort of like carnival-esque tent and they had food and open bar for everyone um and so yeah during our set we have Corey taylor we have randy blythe from lamb of god taking pictures sitting there everyone's just kind of like hanging out and we're playing like on this like concrete floor barely like above anyone else it was sort of like on the floor with them um it was super fun and he you know he enjoyed it and he was just like we, we chopped it up after he was like i'm gonna take you guys on tour like that was awesome and we were just like cool um and two years later he was a man of his word which uh, we definitely respect and and appreciate and um yeah he brought he invited us on this tour we actually got the news it was the last night of the of the europe tour with bad omens we were playing um Brist bristol in the uk yep with kid bookie who he has yeah. also collaborated with so there's a lot of and kid bookie is on our album as well yep so there's a little something going on there <laughs> um and yeah that same night they they sent us the offer and and confirmed it and we were just like it was such an awesome way to end the tour um but yeah we're we're elated super excited we've been you know other than the this this year we introduced two new songs to our set list uh but other than that we've also you know been playing majority like mainly the same set list for the last two years and i'm just really excited to be playing a new set and a bunch of yeah. new songs and they fucking rip they giggle they go so much harder than the ep um i think we're we're clearly like evolving the sound and uh we're just excited for people to to enjoy it because we're having we just actually rehearsed today and like i'm i'm ready to go i had a nice summer in new york send me back on the road I'm ready to get to work ready to melt face and break some shit and like have a good time <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking go i mean like you talk about dropping new songs in a set list i'm always curious especially like as a support band as well like on a run like that how is the process of picking where you put the new song in the set? Like where is important for you and where's the best time to shine the light on the new material during the set? Is it opening mid or end? Yeah. Um, sort of like it starts to like approach top middle and near the end. And on that depends on the song, you know, does it have like a crazy outro or a banging riff throughout it? Or is the hook big or does it start off small and then like, you know, the dynamics of it build up like, we have our set sort of tell a whole story. So it's really just how the energies match. And then there's like small technical or logistical things like, um, are these three songs in which D is screaming his ass off in a row? Maybe let's break them yeah. up and give them a break. You know, um, I'm also probably as I, as I meet a lot more guitar techs on these awesome runs and they're all like legends working for these bands. I realize that I am easily like one of the weirdest, uh, most annoying, guitarists i think any of them have met i only tune like half of my guitar like, <laughs> okay one half of it in standard and then i and then i actively tuning throughout the set list like really? to drop c to c sharp to d to like as everyone's like what are you doing and i'm like yeah i don't i don't really want to spend time grabbing another guitar um i play really aggressively too so i do tend to break strings and i like to like smash stuff so my other guitars are really just there as insurance yeah not to like look cool and whip out a new one so i can do drop c so i i usually have like i play my bottom three strings my power chords and i tune those throughout the song and then i use the top to like solo and standard and they're 
I just get, I realize I'm giving everyone a headache and no one wants to be my tech, which is fine. Whoever gets to be my tech is going to have the easiest fucking job in the world because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty like just simple and I'd rather just like, I don't know. I've never seen anyone do that and I didn't realize it was so ludicrous until I was getting like chastised for it every tour. <laughs> I guess it's like when you like growing up in, but when you first start bands, you only really have one guitar and you just use that the whole time. And then when you get a bit bigger, yeah. you're like, oh, well, people have more than one guitar and then you see bands yeah, exactly. you see bands switch out guitars like 10 times during a set it's like how many tunings have you got? it's probably just like what e standard and one's d it's like two guitars it's like yeah, yeah, it down. yeah exactly no so i, I just kind of like found that to be uh best for me especially with my playing style and like how i choose to play live versus how i choose to write and record guitar there's very different uh goals being achieved yeah. Um, and I like to bring more of the punk aesthetic live. So we use backing tracks like every other band. I have no, we have no shame in them. Some some people like to come up to me yeah. and ask me about it. I'm like, who the fuck do you think recorded that part? It's not like <laughs> someone, I hired someone and I'm playing it. They're, I'm playing their tracks because I can't play it myself. That's my part. I'm just, you know, I'm just one. I've only got so many set of hands. <laughs> so I choose to play a little bit of a like more attacky, aggressive punk style of guitar over my parts. Um, as opposed to trying to like match each tone that I, of the lead guitar that I yeah. did for the record, you know, it's kind of an opportunity to bring, I think, a new element to it live. And it's just more fun. I, I grew up playing punk and like, and I, I started off playing like reggae. I've played in a lot of reggae bands my whole life. Really? Uh, fun fact. My dad was like a really big reggae artist in the eighties oh, in New cool. York. And, uh, that influenced a lot of my guitar playing. And then once I saw the clash and I was like, these crusty white boys can play <laughs> reggae music with distorted guitar get the fuck out of here i gotta try this i gotta try this <laughs> and then throw forward a few years later and you're playing slide guitar with a glass dildo hey, you did your homework. <laughs> bro you can't have a post like that on instagram and not I've expect us to ask you about it done, i'll never top it um i'm just hoping that we get to the point where people bring me dildos for every show and I can just make a so that, wall at home. That wasn't one that, that was just one someone gave to you. You didn't bring it from home. No, no, no. They, please. If you're, if you're watching this and you plan on bringing me a dildo, um, I'm not opposed to it being used. Clean it. Just clean it. Yeah. First. Yeah. I'll just give you it fresh out the box. New, that'd be best. <laughs> for sure. So tell, tell the story, bro. How did this all happen? Oh man. Um, I, so throughout tours, I've just like, I'll grab like people's lighters and do slide. I've done it with cans, with bottles, um, just different objects. Um, I was, I think I was, at, it was, it was a friend of a friend that did it. So it wasn't completely random. Um, but I was uh, mentioning, they were asking me about that. Like, oh, like, what are you, what else do you play slide with? I was just like, obviously next up, it's like, gotta be a dildo at someday. <laughs> um, and then like so eight months you. go by, I forgot that I mentioned it. And they came to our show at St. Vitus and just like waited for the moment and just date. Like, I had no idea what was happening. And I just like, he calls me over to, and he's to you like, like that. It up. Like, what is this? <laughs> he just like takes it out the bag. And I was like, oh my God, my moment has come. This is, this is when I become one of the greats. <laughs> oh yeah like hendrix had setting his guitar on fire like this is this is your that moment <laughs> exactly you get me man you get me 
Holy shit. Uh, and and now people are just like, when we go on tour, they're like, hey, where's the glass dildo? I'm like, no, no, you bring it to me. Yeah. <laughs> carrying this dildo around on tour. <laughs> it's going to be Imagine awkward, like no flying, go through like security checks and stuff. With yeah. <laughs> Imagine, come on. <laughs> so a dude opens up his suitcase, is like... <laughs> We're not always traveling through the most open-minded uh, yeah. places, if, if if I may say so. So I don't know if I really want to. We already attract enough attention to ourselves sometimes. Uh, I don't think a glass dildo needs to be thrown into the mix. Yeah. But if y'all want to bring in glass <laughs> dildos for me to play, just make sure they're clean. Um, I will gladly and graciously accept your offer gladly solo <laughs> with your dildo bro that that clip's going straight on the internet and i hope this becomes a thing for your band i really I really that, do. i hope that's the only clip you use <laughs> just just glass dildo that's all we need <laughs> fuck the Corey taylor stories it's all about the glass dildo ones it's what we're here for <laughs> oh but yeah i've seen y'all have had a lot of the homies on the show too and like I was just chopping it up with uh, um, some of the crew from from Hot Milk. Uh, and we saw them at a Jason festival too. You know, Jim and Hannah. Let's um, go. We met them through the Boston Manor bros. Oh, yeah. No. Those so, guys. Yeah, those are good friends of ours too. When we did the Neck Deep tour here in the States, we got like really close. Um, and just been, yeah, they've just been showing a lot of love. But yeah, one of their, their crew members, Marty, was in town yes, uh, Saturday night. So just went around some bars and talked a bunch of shit no way how long ago was that neck deep tour that you did Ooh, that was um, november to december 2021 2021 because a buddy of ours is the guitar tech for neck deep boots was he on that boots. yeah, yeah, boots. Boots. yeah. <laughs> i mean like like as a guitarist you know like, he's he great as a person but he thinks i'm a fucking insane <laughs> he, uh, i fucking love boots yeah he he also hopped on the bad omens tour yes he did he absolutely did so we got to reunite there and we're like we're always running into him he shows love he helps me out on the road so much yeah i have any sort of tech problems i'm definitely like not not a big gearhead dude um i know how to fix my stuff but obviously you know after a certain point and you need a professional yeah and he always offered his time and his love so shout out boots man Hell love yeah. you, dude. thank I, you so much he was, yeah. he was showing me so the well. he was showing me that the neck deep setup and it's just so so much going on i was like i don't know i don't understand any of this <laughs> it's like midi switching Yo. and all that and i was like oh. <laughs> yeah yeah I, those dudes it's crazy they're so smart yeah <laughs> he's like, such a guys nerd. are so smart the guys that do that yeah my brain doesn't work that just, way i just play guitar I don't but... know <laughs> <laughs> just make sure it's on and in my hands yeah. at the right time like yeah like i'm just trying to stay in tune dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> well speaking of surfing your instagram account there's another thing that i wanted to ask you about which is in your bio emmy award winner oh uh, yes yeah what was that for i yeah. did win i did win one of those <laughs> how did that come about um, this was 2019 so i also like uh produce and make music for a non-profit um, social justice companies. I was part of the yeah. DACA campaign, which was um, uh, which was a program Trump, and like he was sort of rewriting um, a lot of laws based around immigration and kids that are born here um, and are the children of immigrants, which everyone in our band is as well. All our parents migrated here from different countries. Um, so I made them. They did like a twelve-part series. I uh, I produced the music for it, um, but specifically. 
uh, Sam Ramirez is a she's a Mexican uh, director from uh, based out of Atlanta. Her and I have been friends for years. She runs a comp media company called Off the Record, and uh, they hire her a lot of times to do a lot of like work groundwork down in Atlanta. Um, she did Stacey Abrams governing run, which was like a big deal. Uh, Atlanta was like it was like a you know a black woman running for. Uh, governor and she uh almost won and it or then turned like anyways it turned them from like conservative to liberal blah 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 um this specific campaign was to get latinos to vote um because the issue in america is that like you know we are part of the global majority as we like to say not the minority uh we just don't participate in in systematically as much as we should which I understand is very hard to maintain faith in the systems that like don't really show us that they work. So why even participate? But uh, yeah, we did a whole campaign to get Latinos to vote, and it was one of the driving forces that got Stacey Abrams like the votes she needed. Um, I just made the music. You know, it's just a friend calling me to make music for stuff. Yeah, and it ended up getting nominated for a New Science and Art Emmy Award, which I also didn't know existed. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was just like TV shows, <laughs> um, but they also have Emmy Awards for news, art, and science. Um, so yeah, we won best best commercial public service announcement um, in 2019. Um, and yeah, I just gave the I gave the Emmy to my mom. I don't even oh, it. Bro. Uh, so I'm not really one of those. Um, I was lucky enough to have like my mom's support in you know my creative, just all my creative pursuits in life in in my sexuality and in, in anything i wanted to be and discover um she always was really supportive and loving and I, there's no way in hell i'd be where i am without her so i i don't really care for accolades like that i just i just love to play make music and like share it with the world and travel so she can you know she she likes to show it off when the friends come over. She can do all that. I find it extremely embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have even put it on my honestly. I wouldn't have put it on my profile, but it's like helped me get work. And a lot of yeah, my friends and yeah. friends are just like, dude, Emmy talk, talk that shit. Like, it, yep. it'll help you get work. I was like, all right, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm kind of the last person to try and 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 brag about myself, but I'm getting used to it still, you know. And and yeah, sometimes like. It's a good way of shutting somebody up sometimes. Yeah. Arguing people in a space and talking bad shit, especially in the scene. Just like, like oh, so. yeah, I remember that time I won an Emmy. Yeah, exactly. We're like, yo, remember that Emmy I won? Damn, yeah. I just remembered. Like, I, I almost forgot. How many, I almost uh, forgot about that. How many yeah. Emmys have you won? Uh, yeah. Just out of interest. <laughs> like, hey, I'm a little closer to the ego than you are, so. Yeah. I'm going for, now I have to go for all of them. I maybe wanted a Grammy in my life. But I was like, shit, I started out with an Emmy. That means I got to go for the others. So a hundred. Like getting into musicals and theater, which I wouldn't have ever said I was a fan of. But bro, <laughs> but if they uh, need music. Because I'm like, that time will come. That's yeah. A hundred percent. And you got the contacts now as well, man. Like, like once once you start floating some work, some work about there and you contribute to a project like that, people start talking about names. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, do you know a guy? Oh, I know a guy. Hit up, um, what's his name? Yeah, they yeah. did Hamilton. <laughs> what's his name lynn manuel yes exactly hit him up <laughs> exactly i yeah, want to be like lynn manuel but just not as corny <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? hell he yeah he's a bit corny isn't he hell yeah still still bring still bring the punk to it obviously talented and and you know immensely successful that's a corny dude yeah right? being corny is cool oh hell yeah like, live your nerd shit if you want to <laughs> 
Oh, and speaking of being nerds, we're massive music nerds on the show, and I'd be amiss if I didn't pull you up on that hat that you've chosen to wear today. Brand new Fallout Boy oh. album. So much for Stardust. Fan oh, of it. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, dude. Nice. Well, so our homegirl, Royal and the Serpent, has been the opening act of the tour. Yeah. With Bring Me the Horizon, Fallout Boy. So we actually just went to go see her. We had a little band date. Um, and we went to go see her at uh, the New York show they did here in Queens last Sick. Tuesday, uh, which was really, really fun. Oh, bro. Was that with Bring um, Me supporting? Yes. Yeah. Bring, with Bring Me. So it was my first time seeing Bring Me, finally. I've been wanting to see them. And so I got what I loved most about Fall Out Boy and Bring Me was like the opposites of each other. Yeah. Fall Out Boy's production and stage design was fucking incredible. Um, they had like three different sets that were all like active and alive while they were playing, yeah. you know, and then they did this really cool thing when, when they played the earlier music um, in their career, when they were playing smaller clubs, the lighting rig of the stage came down. So it looked like they were playing in a smaller room. That's so cool. Uh, so there were just all these details. And then like, the, I guess they played, they did songs with the SpongeBob soundtrack. So there was like SpongeBob shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And the pyrotechnics and the fireworks were just wild. I wasn't expecting it. Um, shout out to that crew. I mean, obviously the band's incredible, but that crew is just pulling off such a wild theatrical, like entertaining show beyond the music that I had a lot of respect for. And then for Bring Me, it was the exact opposite. I'm seeing, you know, pictures of their sets, you know, at all the festivals that download and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, they're just like building hell. Um, and it looks fucking nuts. Here, they had no fucking frills, nothing, just like, their logo in, in some sculpture drop piece and they were just plugged in and played. There was just nothing, especially it was a, it was still light out. So they didn't even have the benefit of a crazy light show. Yep. It was just like plug in and play and they crush it. It was yeah. amazing. I actually loved seeing no distractions and being able to just listen and see the band play. I've seen um, so yeah, they were incredible. And then Royal Smash, of course, as she always does. That's our little sister for life though. We love her. <laughs> oh, massive fan. Yeah, aren't you? you're going to New York soon, aren't you? I or am indeed. You're yeah, going to America. Yeah, I'm. I'm heading over for Blue Ridge Festival in uh, North Carolina, and Virginia? then no. yeah, yeah, in, in, yeah, Virginia, and then uh, me and my girlfriend headed over to New York City for eight days. No shit. Yeah, oh, bro. <clears throat> we'll exchange numbers. I'll send you my like list of wrecks. Oh. Um, Maddie and I too, like you know, bartended, worked in restaurants, know a lot of cool, you know, venues, places to eat, things to see, things to avoid. Yeah, I had a girl come here. I gave her this amazing list of incredible restaurants, different price ranges, tacos, and this girl goes and eats a fucking hot dog from the street and gets sick. And I was like, "That's what you get." That's what you get. <laughs> Don't eat the street glizzies. This is just rule number one. Risk. Like you're Could fucking. Be fine. But it could also tear your yeah. whole shit up. <laughs> It'll probably taste good, but it's going <laughs> to kill your insides. Yeah. It's like, what What meat is this? Oh, it's rat meat. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's always funny when they just say, yeah, it's, it's meat. Yeah. Not meat. Just, just meat. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We all know sausages and hot dogs to begin with are like blended meats. It's yeah. as is. Like, come on. Yeah. But, just, just a massive yeah, question we'll, mark. We'll, guide you we'll guide you to the right places and let me know you know what you're looking hell yeah i'll jot you a message because i think we might actually be in new york around the time that you're playing with Corey as well oh let's go yeah so yeah i think the closest the closest show we do here is uh september 12th at the wellmont theater in new jersey montclair which is like 
20, 20 minutes if you're in Manhattan to get Sick. to it's pretty easy. Yeah, we're flying in on the 11th because I'm a massive Jets fan. So we're going to go watch the Jets play the Bills on the 11th. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to not suck this year. So let's yeah, go. man. Yeah, you got A-Rod at quarterback. I'm fucking excited, man. I've been a Jets fan for the last two years and I've had to watch Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold play quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I grew up a Mets, Jets, and Knicks fan. So basically, I'm very well-versed in being a fucking loser. <laughs> Just not a lot I, of I championships to, there. I know how to fucking lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fingers crossed as a Super Bowl running, at least. Like if they make it to the Super Bowl, that'll be like even if it's the playoffs for the Jets, like that's still better than where it's been the last couple of years. Twenty years. Yeah. A long time. <laughs> a very, very long time. So yeah, we're yeah, we're flying in for yeah. that game against the Bills and it's a pretty how, I need to ask, how did you become a Jets fan? So what, you, what's, what business do you have being a Jets fan? This is what I asked. <laughs> yeah. Like. So basically I have a load of mates in the UK who are massive football fans and like, I've always been into rugby and they were like, bro, if you like rugby, American football is just like one street down. So I was like, okay, sick. Like, I'll try and get into it. I was like, how do I go about picking a team? And like one of my mates was like, where have you been in New York? And I've been to Florida, um, Orlando to go and watch WrestleMania 33. And then I've been to New York to watch WrestleMania 35 at MetLife Stadium. So I was like, well, I've been to New York. I've watched the WrestleMania in MetLife Stadium. And he's like, well, you got the Giants or the Jets? The Giants kit sucks. The Jets have got a cooler kit to wear. So I was like, sick, I'll go for the team with a cooler kit. And then, and then like yeah. for the first two years, it was just awful watching Jets games. Like, I remember the first year watching them, they're playing the Patriots on like Monday Night Football. And because over here, it's like starts at 1 a.m. Monday Night Football and finishes at like 6 a.m. It went to overtime right. and the Jets lost by a field goal in overtime. It was like 5 a.m. I was like, I stayed awake just to try and watch you win once. <laughs> I, like, it was, it was the fucking worst, dude. So then, like, I kept an eye on the Jags as well because, like, I'm a big wrestling fan and AEW's owner owns them. But, like, Jets were the first team that I really started supporting. Know. So that's how it came, wrestling. <laughs> I got to say, yeah, the kits this year, they brought back the white with the green yeah. stripe, the throwback, the Joe Namath shit. They look those look dope. I was like, I might have to get one of those. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, I think they're starting their season in that white kit, aren't they? I think they said they're playing in white first game of season against the Bills. So, yeah, I might have to. I might have to. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. Hell yeah. Well, hopefully, like, I can make it to the show on the 12th then with Corey Taylor. Because yeah, yeah. Obviously, let us know if, if you're capable of making it. Well, yeah, no. that would be well, fucking Our dope. friends, Wargasm, are supporting as well. So, that'll be a cool one. Have you, have you met those guys before? We've... We've, we we met them very briefly at Sonic Temple because we knew we were doing this tour together. Uh, but no, I mean, we I, I got put on to them also during the pandemic. Um, also when Jason Allen Butler yeah. sort of came on board and we were doing 333 Rex with him, Nova Twins, like through yeah, Nova Twins as well. We then like discovered Orgasm and we're just like loving everything coming out of there. So it's just cool to see all these bands that, you know, we've sort of been uh, like our solar systems are starting to, you know, crash into one another which is pretty cool hell yeah well honestly man we could sit here and chat to you for hours you've got stories for yeah, days like, like this <laughs> this will awesome, be the first of many conversations with you on this channel because like it's an open door policy man whenever you got anything to promote anything you want to talk about you're more than welcome like to swing by on here like use this platform however you need to because like we want to support whatever it is you got going on like as a massive massive fans of oxymorons Thank you so much. I appreciate that a lot. And we definitely will. And uh, you'll get, I mean, careful what you wish for. You'll get us four. <laughs> oh, man, 
those those can be we can be a lot in oh. a good way but it will probably be on here for like three hours that's that's <laughs> our favorite shit man we live for that shit well brand new oxymorons album out on october 20th it's called melanin punk my friends show a lot of love and appreciation for joffe from oxymorons <laughs> thank you bro Just going on dude yo appreciate you guys so much thanks for having me this is a blast Definitely be back. Hope to see you on the 12th. Um, Hell yeah. At least guide you to the right places in New York <laughs> while yeah, you're man. here. Stay away Fuck from yeah. bad hot dogs. Yeah, bad hot dogs, tip number one. <laughs> Don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. I'll join your mess, man. Thank you. So All much right. Well, much love, guys. Thank you so much yeah. for having me once again. We'll talk soon. Hell yeah. Take care, my friend. Thank you ever so much. Love, love. Peace. Peace. Yeah, what a fucking legend. Yeah, just a, a ball of energy, isn't he? Bro, that that chat, right? 45, yeah, for bloody hell, yeah. 45 minutes. So yeah. that interview, my friends, was actually scheduled for 8.15. Got the notification. I didn't even notice. You just tapped me. And got, I, like, I got the notification <laughs> through on my, on my phone. I didn't realize Zoom ever did. The Zoom's never done this before, but it was like, Jarface joined the Zoom link. So I was like, oh, sweet. All right, game face. Let's go. Let's just go straight into it. Yeah. And holy fuck power of the of technology of technology but those don't 50 minutes those 50 minutes fucking flew yeah. by uh, that's why that's why in the end i was like I, we could genuinely have also, just done another hour of that. you were so happy that you finally have someone to talk about <laughs> american football <laughs> you went when it when it came up you're like right anyway, it's my it's my time so i could only do this for like two minutes i'm gonna melt those fucking two minutes all i can oh well that's fucking amazing Fellow Jets fan, Joffe, let's go. Yeah, apparently the shit. <laughs> they have been. They have been for a very long time. But this should be our year, man. This should be our year. A-Rod at quarterback. We've got a couple of weapons to play with. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I knew. Yeah, there I he got is. It. There he is. <laughs> well, my friends, we got about 10 minutes left. Yeah. There's one more um, thing I want to cover before we get out of here. But don't forget, we've been asking you to make your dream band. Yeah. So. Put them in the comments. Write them on a letter. Post it to us. I, well, I'm not going to give you an address, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Tweet. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, I don't know. What else? Instagram. But, well, yeah. you, you can put a, we can put a clip up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to clip it. I'm going to clip it. Clip it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm on clip it. And maybe we'll read out the best ones on the show. Yeah. Yeah, we'll read out your best dream bands on Thursday's show. Dr. Scott simply just goes dot, dot, dot off the back of that. I'm guessing, that, I think Dr. Scott, you, you like American football, don't you? Because I think we've chatted about this before. I think you're, I think, do you say you're a Pats fan? <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I might be confusing you with someone else. I could have sworn I was chatting to someone recently who was a Pats fan who... Yeah, who Cook, listens Cookie to says show. John went down a, an American football ADHD rabbit hole. Oh, fully. Fully. <laughs> I do. I feel like, there we go. See, I fucking remember something. I feel like you ah! just, you talked for like a couple of minutes straight without taking a breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was like, I just like, like, because I never get asked about American football, hardly ever. Hardly ever. Well, he was surprised. He was like, how the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like, I'll give you the lowdown real quick. Yeah. Bang, there it is. Holy shit, yeah. yeah. Dr. Scott, see you in the championship, my friend. Pats, go Pats, go. Yeah. Is that what they say? 
I think that is the Pats chant. When I saw uh, the Jets chant's awful. It's J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. J E T S. Americans, as much as as much uh, like theatrics and stuff they have, the chants are also always awful. terrible. Awful. Right. Like when we went to see Money in the Bank, the thing that wrestling fans were saying on Twitter, like from America, was like they couldn't believe some of the stuff the English crowd were chanting. Yeah. So like Roman Reigns was in a tag match against the Usos and the whole crowd started chanting, sit down if you hate Roman, sit down. So then, sorry, yeah, I know, sorry, stand up if you hate Roman. That was it, yeah. it was stand up if you hate Roman. So then everyone in the crowd stood up and then Roman Reigns actually had to sit down in the ring. Well, well that's, it's a proud uh, British tradition <laughs> of just taking like, a lot of just old, very old songs or tunes, yeah. and just putting <laughs> lyrics about sports people on. Yeah. Them. Uh, can't think of any come to mind. Because <laughs> I, I, I used to go to Man, watch Man United all the time, and there was definitely a lot of chants back in the day. Yeah. Well, it's like when England wins the World Cup and they're like, Southgate, you're the one. Yeah. And then um, Atomic Kitten performed that at the box park. Yeah. <laughs> Atomic Kitten getting their resurgence. Getting, well, yeah. They probably saw the streams spike. <laughs> they're like, Let's capitalize, capitalize on this. Right, my friends, there's one thing I want to hit before we get out of here. And you are a massive 1975 fan. I'm a massive man. Um... <laughs> Yes. You fucking love the 1970s. I am. They are probably the best band over the last I'm 10 years. I'm surprised Matt Healy or anyone from the 1975 wasn't the wasn't in is, your band. A lot of I what you know what I was thinking about Matt, but then I lo love Haley. Mm. A lot. And you weren't getting rid of either guitarist, you always get The thing go. is John you again, you didn't tell me I was allowed to pick singers. I never put any rules that, that on play it. play guitar. <laughs> Because I was it's just music, when I was music, bro. Music's God. When no I rules. was thinking of guitarists, I was just thinking of like mm. the most guitarists with the most prowess, and like who's. I mean, Jordan Buckley's like he. Every time I die, had some of my favorite riffs of all time. So yeah. he was he was a sort of given. And but what, what my 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 like end game of that point was <laughs> was that like rock and metal fans are probably a little bit like divide as you said divided on Matty, whereas like having him basically mark the fuck out to Tom DeLonge just should go to show you that like, yeah, even though the music that the 1975 right is very much removed from the same music Blink-182 yeah. right, like this kid was obviously very heavily influenced by Tom DeLonge, Travis Barker and Mark Hoppers. Yeah. Well, Matt and I about the same age from a similar part of the world. And when I was in a pop punk band in, on the My, in the MySpace days, my band and his band drive like I do at the time exchanged messages on Aww. MySpace. Didn't you say you ended up with like an old school demo of chocolate as well? Yeah. So I, they had chocolate on their MySpace and like I couldn't find it anywhere else to like download or whatever. So I just ripped it from the MySpace and then I had that. I listened to that so many, so much and then sort of never heard from like drive like I do again. And then I heard chocolate on the radio like years later. I was like, I know this song. But it sounds a bit different because obviously the demo version they had, the demo version of Chocolate was like gang vocal chorus, which I thought was really sick. And then they got rid of that, but I was like, I know the song and it was the 1975, yeah. obviously rebranded. Yeah. So uh, I have a long history. Do you know what I think the 1975 might actually do? 
I think they might actually do an album. You know how Ed Sheeran did an album that was just full of collaborations? Yeah. I think the 1975 might do one of those. Like, because you know how they've just done the 1975 at their very best and it's literally just been them doing all the hits? Yeah. Like, I feel like... I mean, they had some pretty pretty big guests come out. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Louis Capaldi. Yeah. Who else? It's like they so. they want to be one of the biggest bands in the world. And I think if you're going to do that, hit your contact list up. Because they, have they ever put out a song with a feature on it? Nah. They've, yeah, Matty, well, the 1975 have featured on like No Rome. Yeah. But then that's like one of Dirty Hits bands. So I don't know. I think Matty, well, they produce a lot of other music. Yeah. With other artists. Yeah. Or four other artists anyway. I think that could be the future. But yeah, my friends, just wanted to end the show on that little wholesome moment from Matty from the 1975 Mark and that's Tom Yeah. Along. And Tom, I think Tom's a big fan. So Obviously, if he's in the pit for yeah. him. Well, he, he, what did he say on the, his old? He said, 1975 blew me away at Lollapalooza. Great fucking band. Um, Matty even gave me a quick kiss as a first time hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's, that is literally the first time they've ever met and he just <laughs> that's fantastic what a way to meet Tom DeLonge yeah like front yeah. row at your show <laughs> yeah I fell in love with the Tom at my rock show he said what <laughs> and I told him <laughs> you're my favourite person in the fucking world <laughs> and on that note we are oh, all that's left for me to say my friends is my name's Tom Mahon peace and love stay alive and I'm Ollie Routes. Go fuck yourselves. It's the wrong outro, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>